From the studios at WMFE in Orlando, Florida, this is the Space Exploration Podcast that asks the question, are we there yet? Hi, I'm Brendan Byrne. Let's talk about spacesuits. Astronauts on the International Space Station use a specialized suit called the Extravehicular Mobility Unit, or EMU, to work outside the space station safely. The suits were delivered to the station in the early 1980s and are in need of an upgrade. The suits made headlines earlier this year when what would be the first all-female spacewalk was postponed due to a lack of sizings for the innards of one of the EMUs. Florida Today space reporter Antonia Jarmillo took a look at the history of the suit, the challenges NASA faces upgrading the equipment, and what the agency is doing as it looks towards putting humans on Mars and the Moon, in a piece she published earlier this month. She joins us now from the newsroom of Florida Today in Melbourne. Antonia, thanks for speaking with us. Thank you for having me, Brendan. So the story you wrote, it begins back in the 1980s with a fellow named Story Musgrave and his first spacewalk. But we come to find out that astronauts are using the same spacesuits. Um, bring us back to uh, to that moment. Right. So, so yeah, so the same NASA spacesuits that um, astronauts still use whenever they um, are conducting spacewalks on the International Space Station are the exact same ones that were used in the uh, in the space shuttle program back in the 1980s. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, technically, these suits were actually first flown in uh, 1981, but it wasn't until 1983 when um, the first, um, a- um, first space shuttle astronauts conducted their first spacewalk that they were um, in use. But yeah, they've been around for decades. And um, and even though they have been refurbished and um, they've had they've been refurbished throughout the years and everything, NASA hasn't, you know, upgraded the suits. And um, and now as we head on to go to the moon, um, they definitely need to uh, up their game. Now, this has been common knowledge within NASA and within the astronaut corps that these suits were old and in dire need of, of updating. Uh, but the general public kind of got an idea of just how bad the situation was recently when there was supposed to be the first all-female spacewalk and the suits weren't able to accommodate both the spacewalkers. What happened there? Right, so, so yeah, so NASA, um, so the first all-female spacewalk was supposed to happen last March with um, the NASA astronauts Anne McLean and Christina Koch, and, um, and the spacewalk did happen. It was with a, a female astronaut with uh, Christina Koch and then the male astronaut Nick Haig. The problem was was that there just weren't enough um, sizes um, or the same, like, suit size available for both female astronauts. Uh, they both needed medium-sized suits, and unfortunately, only there was only one medium-sized suit available for one of the astronauts. The uh, other medium-sized suit aboard the space station would have needed extra time for configuration and test, and that would have just required more hours and delays, um, probably. So they uh, then decided just to replace Anne McLean with uh, Nick Haig. But um, but yes, that caused you know that caused kind of a whole social media, you know, outburst. People were very upset and everything. And I think it definitely kind of brought this issue uh, into the spotlight uh, because it is, it's because aside from the fact that these suits have been in use for over 30 years, they're also now, um, there just isn't that many available as um, was evident during the, uh, the spacewalk, uh, the all-female spacewalk cancellation. Yeah, I think we have to take a step back and, and talk a little bit about the design of the suits to kind of get a better understanding of this. But um, the issue with um, the all-female spacewalk was that there were the pieces available, but they weren't installed. Because these are kind of like 
jigsaw puzzles, right? You know, you've got different pieces that connect to each other that create one suit. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes, exactly. It's not like just one, you know, outfit that an astronaut puts on. It's a bunch of like detachable parts, um, like you said, like a jigsaw puzzle. So what was the problem was that they didn't have enough um, medium upper torso, which is essentially the shirt of the spacesuit. And, um, and to do that, it's not like... You know, it's not even just putting um, all these different parts together. There's also, like I said, there was um, they have to do a bunch of configuration tests and everything to get them all in the right size and make sure they're safe because, um, because obviously, I mean, these spacesuits are the are are vital, you know, for an astronaut whenever they step out into outer space. I mean, they they need to survive in this thing or else or else they won't so um so it was definitely um there was a risk factor and everything and that's why then they decided to cancel it but um but yes exactly it's a bunch of detachable parts uh so that it could theoretically be able to fit or accommodate many types of um, body sizes uh but with a limited quantity available, then it still ends up preventing some people from being able to wear them. And we should mention NASA came out um, after the switch was made and said, you know, this was due to safety and, and both the astronauts, um, you know, understood the the risks and challenges and it was their decision to do this. Um, but I, I think we should we should step back again because you also um, you interviewed an, a former astronaut, um, Winston St uh, Scott, in, in your piece. And these spacesuits just kind of explain their their purpose and and just what it's like to be inside of one of these because it's it it doesn't sound very fun from the reporting that I read from your story. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um, when I spoke with Winston, um, he I mean he did say you know these spacesuits are are ne are necessary to to survive in and because of that though they're very bulky um, and he made sure kind of to emphasize you know they're very bulky and massive and everything so they're heavy and uncomfortable to wear and also since they're a bunch of detachable parts they don't they aren't custom made for any astronauts like the spacesuits that were during the Gemini and Apollo um, programs so um, so because of that there have been many issues you know with astronauts who wear the spacesuits um, one of the main ones is kind of um, is aligning the joints um, with then the um within the suit itself i mean being able to just bend your hand is is a problem for the astronauts whenever they wear these nasa spacesuits and uh, and that was one of the things that winston scott always had a problem with um and and many other astronauts as well throughout the years yeah they're kind of like mini space ships themselves right so that comes with its own set of challenges exactly yes they're uh, yeah um the i guess the best way to describe it um and the way that either you know the nasa scientists or the actual astronauts themselves describe it is it is it's um a little mini spacecraft in itself i mean this is where this is the first kind of line of, line of defense that the astronaut has to protect them from the vacuum of space and um and because of that then there are a lot of um a lot of things that are required to make sure that they can help, you know, keep the astronauts safe. And um, but unfortunately, then it also comes with a lot of um, a lot of problems and issues uh, because it's not it's not very comfortable. And I guess and that's the main thing that Winston um, kept, you know, reinforcing or reiterating is that yes, you know, these spacesuits are necessary. They're vital. They're we like the astronauts need them, but but they aren't that comfortable and they should be updated. They should be, you know, better equipped to help 
you know, serve the astronauts' need and help them, you know, do their work better as opposed to, you know, restraining them from doing certain functions like being able to bend your hand or move your arm or bend your knee. And, and through your reporting um, for this piece for Florida Today, you uncovered um, a handful of challenges um, in upgrading these, you know, three decades plus suits. I mean, what are some of the, you know, the hurdles that NASA faces in trying to upgrade these these uh, extravehicular suits? Well, I mean, just when it comes to upgrading, I mean, the problem is is that you know they have NASA has already known for for years that they need to upgrade their suits, and back when we had they had the Constellation program or other programs, you know, for deep space exploration missions, uh, NASA was also then trying then to have them the appropriate suit size for those missions. But because then those programs either got canceled or just a lack of funding, they were never able then to get developed. And also one of the main problems has been there has never been a clear indication for the agency to know then, okay, which, pro- which mission, which program are we going to be going to? Because it's not even just that the spacesuits right now, you know, aren't even that great for the astronauts who are currently using them. They also wouldn't be able to work for um, the next astronauts to go to the lunar surface or to go to another celestial body. Um, And that's one of the things that NASA has always said. I mean, each suit is kind of designed for its own particular mission. So um, before, when NASA then didn't even have a clear idea of then which mission, which program they were going to be doing, it was hard then to develop the appropriate suit for that because they didn't know the uh, the restraints or the limitations or the, the appropriate measures they would need to make sure that this suit would be ready and and perfect, you know, for the astronaut. And another challenge you write about in the piece is that there really wasn't a supplier to bring the old suits back or send new suits up, right? These are big, bulky, very sensitive pieces of machinery, um, and there really aren't that many um, supply lines up to the space station, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, Ever since the uh, space shuttle program uh, retired in 2011, that has also, um, has unfortunately also prevented, you know, being able to then bring down the spacesuits and bring them back up to the International Space Station and refurbish them because, because yes, they don't have now that many um, suppliers to, to, to carry them um, to the ISS. And so, and so that's, that's been another issue. And then also some of the suits, um, the backpack, you know, kind of life support system that allows, you know, the astronaut to breathe and survive in their spacesuit. A, um, a few of them have also gotten destroyed um, in the Columbian Challenger disaster or in the SpaceX um, Falcon 9 um, rocket that exploded a few years ago. And so that's also then caused limitations because now there's a limited quantity available and they can't even then bring them down and bring them back up to the, um, bring them back up to space in a, in as frequently as they would like. And, and you, you also mentioned this um, earlier in our conversation, is that these spacesuits are designed for a lot of work um, in, a, in a very harsh environment, but also to um, accommodate a wide number of astronauts. So the, the first spacesuits were designed for an astronaut core in, in the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo programs, which there weren't that many astronauts. But now, as the space program continues, there's a lot more people going to space, so the suits have to be able to accommodate the the dozens of different people that might, you know, throw them on, right? 
Yes, exactly. And and I believe that that was you know one of the main problems and um, and concerns and why people were very upset um, on social media when you know Anne McLean and, and Christina Koch weren't able to conduct the all female spacewalk together because 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 you're right now the whole the whole. Pro- point of having these new NASA spacesuits, of having them be like these detachable parts that fit together like a puzzle, was to accommodate more um, people of different body sizes and everything. But it doesn't, it hasn't really worked out due to, you know, a lack of funding and budget cuts. And, you know, before there used to be extra large, large, medium, small, and extra small sizes, but now there are only medium, large, and um, extra large. So that also then prevents, you know, some astronauts of, you know, of smaller body shapes of being able then to conduct the spacewalks. And um, and so definitely, though, as the NASA astronaut um, class continues to grow and you see more and more diversity and just people of all different body shapes and sizes, they, um, they're going to have to find a way to make sure that these suits can actually, you know, um, fit a wide um, range of people. So what's the plan moving forward, Antonia? What what have you found out from um, engineers and and NASA leaders about the plan for the next generation of spacesuits and the next generation of astronauts? Well, I mean, there are there are definitely, you know, ideas out there and NASA's looking at all of them, but the agency, I mean, still right now, they, um, from what they told me, they're still looking at all the options, you know, internal options or external options. Um, I know at FIT, though, uh, there's actually, they actually, um, one of the professors, uh, his name's Andre Juduli, he and several classmates, they helped kind of create their kind of their own version of a, um, of a spacesuit, and it wouldn't actually look like a suit, but it would be, um, in a way, it would kind of be better because it would be a mini spaceship, an actual mini spaceship with these detachable um, robotic arms outside, where one astronaut can go inside it, and um, and then the robotic arms would be providing and performing all the functions that are needed uh, to repair the International Space Station, and um, and that way, you know, anyone uh, could fit into this spaceship. It doesn't matter, you know, if you are six foot tall or five foot tall um, or, or, or anything because it's, it's meant to, to accommodate anyone. And so, so that's one option, but also that was mainly just for a competition and everything. So um, I'm not saying that NASA is actually looking at that, but, um, but then the agency is also, um, they are investing, you know, in this um, smart suit is what they're calling it, which would, you know, help, um, provided, you know, these soft robotics technologies that allow astronauts to kind of better interact with their um, surroundings. And one of the uh, cool functions about the smart suit is that it actually um, supposedly has you know, self-healing uh, skin. Um, so if they were to get injured, the uh, suits would actually heal them. Uh, but that's also um, in a very experimental phase right now. So uh, I'm not even sure if that's going to continue or if the agency is going to uh, further, you know, continue to provide funding for this. 
but it is an option. And um, and then when I also spoke to uh, to Winston, he uh, he said he would like um, a kind of an Iron Man version of a spacesuit. I mean, honestly, I think that would be really fun too. But um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. As of right now, though, they uh, NASA still they're still looking at all the options, and uh, and time is ticking. <laughs> yeah, and and as you mentioned, time is ticking um, because there is this new charge to put humans on the surface of the moon by 2024 which means they're going to need another spacesuit for that so i mean is this looking like it, it's going to happen in time that's a really good question and um and honestly i mean if if nasa wants to meet this goal and they seem like they do i mean every time you know uh jim bridenstine the nasa administrator says that we are going to go to the moon by 2024 and um you know we will put the next man and woman then they're going to make sure they need to have the appropriate spacesuit because the ones they currently have won't work and um and in a recent meeting last month, you know, Bridenstine and also um, Bill Gerstenmeier, they had spoken and said that they will have a spacesuit available for the astronauts so that when they land on the lunar surface, they can actually walk on the on the moon. But they haven't provided any details as to what that is. And like I said, when I spoke with the agency, they're still they said they're still looking at options. So. It's really, I think it really just depends if they um if they're able to pull it off, then maybe. But I don't know if it's their main concern or if their main concern is is other, you know, other pieces of equipment that are also needed to get to the moon, like the space launch system or the Orion spacecraft. And uh, so I guess really only time will tell. And we should mention Bill Gerstenmeier is the head of uh, human exploration efforts for NASA. Um, there is uh, quite a few things on NASA's checklist for a mission to the moon, and spacesuits is one of them. Um, definitely check out Antonia's piece in Florida Today that published earlier this month. Antonio Jarmillo is the space reporter at Florida Today. Uh, Antonia, thanks so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much. It was great speaking to you too, Brendan. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. The conversation continues online. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Are We There Yet Podcast or send us a tweet. We're at AWTYMars. Or if you have a story idea or a guest pitch, send me an email. It's AreWeThereYet at WMFE.org. More space news is online at WMFE.org slash space. This podcast is a production of public radio station WMFE in Orlando, Florida. And our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod. Until next time, I'm Brendan Byrne. Thanks for listening.